full of boring stories, bad videos, and marketing misinformation, one very tall man with a weird last name will use his microphone. Is this thing on? Use his video marketing knowledge. It's the red button, right? And use his friends. Please be on the show. To change that. You are listening to The Garlic Marketing Show with Ian. What? No, that's how you pronounce it. Well, if you say so, your host, Ian Garlic. Welcome to the Garlic Marketing Show. I'm Garlic here, and I've got one of my very dear friends, one of the smarter people I know, and I know a lot of smart people. I'm the first time I think I told him that, so his head's going to explode. Uh, but uh, before we get started talking about pricing, this is brought to you by StoryCruise.com, the ultimate resource for finding videographers and editors and strategists that know marketing that can grow your business with video and not just shoot pretty video, so you throw money out the window. All right, Mr. Vinny Fisher from Fully Accountable. Thank you for being on the show. Ian, buddy, thanks for having me. But I, I want to clarify one thing from the beginning of the show. I think the main reason that you know we're dear friends and you come to seek strong counsel and wisdom is because of my good looks. The, the stuff that's behind that is really just for show. It's all about being around someone so amazingly handsome. So I, I think it's fair that our audience knows that first. It is. Vinny loses 40 pounds and now he's a god. Um, <laughs> all right. So before we get started, we'll talk a little bit about Fully Accountable. Um, it's an amazing company. They've worked with pretty much anyone that you know in the digital industry, um, all the big names, but explain exactly what you do in less than a minute. Yeah, less than a minute. You know, we are a fractional CFO and controller service. We do what we provide is a back office full solution for e-commerce and tech companies who are doing uh, seven figures plus in revenue. And we act as the full accounting and finance department. We, our motto is time, money, and resources. We do it. We, we help you win your time back for a fraction of the cost that you would spend. And we bring a bunch of resources to the party. And so we do the work. You know, we turn that department into a profit center. Since I've known Vinny, what's different about Vinny versus, just so you know, versus like your traditional accounting, bookkeeping people is Vinny's owned these businesses. He's run these businesses. He's grown eight, nine figure business. I had uh, one. Yeah, but it was mostly, I, I live probably in real wisdom in mostly mid-stage eight figure companies that I've grown. Yeah. So, but you know it and you've made the mistakes. You've also, you know, had the successes. And I think that's an important thing because the digital world is different. And Vinny was on Giants of Video, and which was amazing. And we talked about, you know, profiting. And one of the things I, I took from it and I, I reiterated was that how much of us as entrepreneurs, as business owners, our wealth is trapped in our, in our business. And that if you double your profits, you're doubling your personal wealth which I think is super important because when we talk about marketing, you know, everyone wants leads, everyone wants sales, everyone, but you know, and we talk about profit, which we have before and Vinny's written a few books on it. Um, we'll put links to those in the show notes. They're fantastic. But one of the things we know and must talk about enough and it's, I think thrown away is pricing. Mm. Pricing is because it's everything. It is marketing. It is marketing. It is profit. It's everything. And we kind of just, go with the flow and like, oh, what are they charging? I'm going to charge that. 
Uh, how, what is your point of view on pricing? Because you have the business experience and you see other businesses. Um, and I mean, you probably know more than 99.999% of the people out there on pricing. You know, I think for the people who are first time listening to my voice and hearing about me, they need to know first and foremost, I'm a marketer, right? We built this company to solve the problem I had to the bottom line to profit margin. So first and foremost, you know, I grabbed on with high transaction companies and I learned, you know, effective copy and building an offer. One of the things I took too quickly was um, optimization and split testing. And so I have a real strong opinion about pricing because it's one of those elements when you're establishing and improving your value proposition needs to be continually tested. So there's big statements to be made out there about pricing, like you got to do this and you got to do that. And, you know, it, it sounds cliche-ish, but the customer decides the elasticity of price point. Not, we, we guess and if we're a little smarter and we're a little wiser, we start out with good guesses and we look to what the market might bear. You know, for example, you know, am I going to spend $700 on a pair of sneakers when the market has a plus minus hundred bucks of a good pair of sneakers? Probably not. Right. And if, and if, if I'm going to make that seven X jump in charging for a pair of sneakers at 700 bucks, well, gosh, darn it. What have I defined in value proposition to get there? And so what we see are a lot of people these days like triple your prices. Well, does the market, has it trained the consumer at a certain price point? Is there elasticity to get it there? And so I think pricing is a component that needs to be tested no different than a headline, no different than a, a, a call to action. You know, the we learned that even if fully accountable, like our median price point and how we got there and customer life cycle. And so it's always being measured and should always be measured. And, you know, it's one thing to, you know, pricing an info product that you can quickly get back and forth, or even on just a regular physical product, you can quickly test that out now, which is amazing. Yeah. How are you testing and determining service offering pricing and, you know, keeping pricing, keeping quality, you know, and, and, you know, because it's, there's so much that goes into that. Every, not every, but it sounds like that in my head, almost every low price customer of ours is on our worst customer list. And if you're one of them listening, I'm sorry to tell you, that's the reality of it. Services are a funny bird. They're a little different than a product stuff. The product uh, conveyance of market has some set value points. So like our phones, right? There's a market for it, a demand, and the price point can be within a few variables. You know, we have a health supplement company and the, the supplement has some variables to it. Service one thing I've noticed that if you are racing to be the lowest price, you know, Perry, Perry Belcher once told me something. I loved it. It's a triangle. You can have speed, you can have uh, price, and you can have quality. You can have two of the three of those, but you can't have all three. And the pricing model actually is impacted by that. And so when we looked at Fully Accountable, what we had in our first version of our offer was a version of all three of those. And we were pricing low. What we realized is what we needed to do was move our price point up and provide quality and speed and not low cost. 
And so what we did is provided a high quality service and tried to do real time transactions and get it to you super fast. And what we did is we moved our cost parameter up so that we could have room to increase value. And so we moved our low price point up. Originally, when we first started, it was like, let's just say 750 bucks. And then it was like a thousand. And then it was like 1500 where our minimum client pays two grand now a month. And so our average price point uh, is a median of about $3,500. But what we noticed was, and I think a lot of service companies do this, they want those clients. So they try to lower price point. Well, how do you take someone up in service? If what you're willing to offer something for $5, maybe you should have offered for $500. How do they see the component of all the work you do? That's a value proposition. And so remember that triangle in a product or a service company, but most importantly in a service company, you get cost, you get quality, and you get speed. You get two of the three, but you don't get all three. Yeah. And and by cost, you mean you're not going to get the lowest cost. If you want to be the cheapest, like cheapest is, is if you want to be the cheapest and you want to be fast, okay. Well, then you are in that type of model, you're going to probably cave on quality. So like we do this, we don't even realize in the supply chain now, of like refrigerators or microwaves, we are getting cheaper products and we're getting them, but they're not as quality as they used to be. And they're like throwaways. Quality has been diminished. Um, that's actually true of like laptops and other things. Like they become throwaway equipment. We've reduced price, but we want it in the marketplace faster and quality has gone down. And so if you want it cheaper and you want it faster, Faster, then you're going to bail on, on quality. But if you want to increase quality and you want it fast, then you're going to have to up, up. You're not going to be able to be the cheapest. Like in my world, bench.co took a freaking beating during this time because they had this cheap thing that was fast, but didn't have a lot of quality. And I'm trying to beat up my friends at bench, but that's the reality of the two of the three of that triangle they picked. Well, in a time now where people are tightening their budgets, the first things to go are kind of like, um, kind of non-needle moving software stuff, right? First thing you throw off your credit card. And so we just decided that if we were going to be a high quality touch, high touch system, that we needed to be not the cheapest. And so how do you see these companies, you know, because you're helping companies grow from million, two million, three million to five million, and you work primarily with digital companies, e-commerce agencies, correct? Uh, we work with seven figure e-commerce selling product people. We work with agencies. Agencies are like a little different animal. They're usually doing north of 500,000 in revenue, but, and we work with tech companies that's software, but also like membership gurus who have sites and lots of transactions. So that's where we live. And so, yeah, how does someone move up in price or should they be starting down in, in price? I mean, cause you, you obviously moved up in price, but how do you see these companies charging more and, and deciding when to charge more and what's the next steps to doing it. My friend for a long time, Frank Kern, I love some of the stuff he says, and he's always in my mind from a conversation we had way back in the day. I'm aging myself a little bit, but he's like, you put constraints in place when time becomes a precious commodity. And so one of the constraints he would talk about is price. So if you are selling your time and your time is the module that's in the constraint and your calendar is filling up, well, then one of the variables to change is making your time less available or more expensive. Because if you, what you're selling is your time, then 
at some point you'll run out of selling your time. So then what's the only variable to change? And so where you're trading service time, the, the variable of contract usually has to go up or you have to get more people doing it at a price point, right? So, you know, there's two models there. You could choose to have a lot more people do your work at a lower point or put a variable in place to increase your margin of price for your time. Now, a product is a little bit different animal, right? You know, you usually can buy down efficiency by purchasing power. So an info product or a physical product, the more demand I have, I'm buying efficiency and value by the amount of risk I'm taking what I'm buying, whether it's ad space, server, or inventory, I'm buying efficiencies internally. So then I work on my price point a little differently if I'm not selling my time versus the margin on my supply chain. How do you decide what point to get to? I mean, are you looking at the market? Or are you just going, I'm going to raise my prices 30%, 50%, 100%? Is there a system to it? Or is it just throw darts? <laughs> you know, I would say in the beginning of most people's journeys, if they're honest as an entrepreneur, you know, here, here's what I, I love to tell a story. And I think about this. You know, when I was the best version in my mind as a parent to my children that I ever could have been it was before I had kids. I had a real <laughs> sort of opinion of how to parent. And I had this real idea, like, this is what I'm going to do. And then the second I had kids, I almost remember like, do I have to sign something to take this thing home? And <laughs> it was literally day one of making it up. And I, 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 I you know, every day I wake up, I now have a beautiful, almost 20-year-old woman in my home who she creates new complexities for me. And then the three that are watching her and watching me, Deb and I are making it up. Now, what's different now with adult, so to speak, teenagers in her home than it was when we had infants and toddlers is we're a little smarter in our guesses. Our wisdom kicks in. So pricing in the early days felt a little bit like a hunter who was guessing on the wind of what it's going to do to his bullet as he shoots something. You're just kind of sticking your thumb in the air. You're paying attention and you're like, cool, they paid us this month. Awesome. Well, as time move along, you start measuring time. You start looking at your best customers, what you do for them, the value proposition. You know, I wrote a book, The CEO's Mindset, and anybody who's listening, just go enter your address into whatever we give you. And we would be delighted to send you our book. But what I talk about in there is I and you and I as the leaders, all leaders, we should always be improving value proposition. And so I'm, I'm always paying attention to our marketing team or and now our sales team and how our, our people deliver a service. Well, as soon as we start running out of time, we, we have to evaluate, do we want to clean up some of our lower end customers who, who see us more as a dashboard and not a valuable asset on their team? Or do we want to add more people doing lower end service? And so we had this time construct of who we were going to give our time to. And for us, we looked at the clients who really valued us as a trusted advisor. And we decided then that we would rather be a back to the triangle. We would rather not be the cheapest. We'd rather be a premium service offering a high quality, high touch and giving it to you as fast as we can give it to you. And we made the decision to swim upstream with price and time touch and not try to be competing for uh, the lower end, lower quality work. 
you made that decision when you look, I mean, you're looking at tons of companies and you're, and you're yeah. advising on this on a daily basis, you're fully accountable is, you know, where, where are you looking with them to say, Hey, it's now time to raise your prices. Is there a, a number you're looking at? You say time. Is it, is, is it lag time? Is it delivery time? Is it profitability? Where, you know, where- I learned something along the way that I, you know, it's so funny how you learn something for a certain season you're in your life and it clicks and maybe even a different season. But something I've learned within the last season of my business life that we do quite well here is this idea of benchmarking. Benchmarking against yourself and benchmarking against people that do what you do. And so what I would have loved to have done sooner in my career back in our web hosting company, even my first health supplement company, was to understand what I did this month, last month, last year, get a good gauge of that, and also know what, I, what I'm doing in relation to the competitive landscape of the industry I'm in. So if I'm living at a price point, let's just make something up of uh, this spray that I spray in my mouth for vitamin whatever. And, you know, the market of the competitive landscape, I'm charging two bucks, but other people are successfully charging four. Well, do I have room to test in that price point? Same thing was true in any category you're in. So for me, benchmarking is huge. Where do I sit against myself? And where can I test in a price point against where I am in the competitive landscape? Because you know, you're not in your own complete blue ocean. There are people who are competing for the customer you're competing for. And so like a headline, like a, an offer's call to action, we should be in the, in the cadence of testing price elasticity. And the best way to do that is to kind of get a gauge of, of, the, of the people around you, including yourself, where you sit. And how are you gauging that? Are you looking, are you having someone call up other companies or just looking at online? Yeah, I, I think it's 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 literally good old fashioned research, right? Uh, you know, you know, Neil Patel has some great products and companies. I love his stuff, and he helps. And then, like, think of like for us as finance people, we would go and track the money side of things. And so, what we do here is we take the P and L and make it very active. We measure it against what we call benchmarking against yourself. And then what we do is find an industry that you would most closely align on. We give you a target to shoot for. Hey, we see this pricing. We see this type of profit margin. And it, it did sort of did for me in our health company. Like I realized when we were only making an 8% profit margin, but we should have been at a 22 to 25% profit margin. I'm like, Where's the 14 points we're losing? And I was losing in a couple areas. I was paying too much for traffic, but I was also bundling some of my pricing to compete with getting traffic at a certain level. I was kind of undermining my own margin to pay for pricing. And so we were able to increase our shopping cart value. I remember like going from like 148 to $168 in our shopping cart. And I noticed almost a statistical same on conversions. And I added 20 bucks to the cart. It was like, it was like a, adding a fifth kid to the family or another lung. And it was literally just by price testing. Yeah. That's, and it, it's amazing how that happens. And so testing through prices, did you notice, cause you said you once worked with better clients. Did you notice you start to attract better clients too? Cause that's what, uh, you know, a lot of people talk about is if you raise your prices, certain people will actually be more attracted to you. You know, it's funny, the, you were spot on with that, by the way. Like, like if you were to come and talk to our culture, which I love our team, like when we swam upstream and we really wanted to be the fractional CFO and the controller for the full back office, and we use language and we talk about that and we support that and we live that. Well, 
you, 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 I do believe in this whole idea of like, you get what you give and you, you attract what you focus on. I, all of that plays out. We all can have different philosophies about some of the universe and the manifesting and all that, but gosh, darn it. When you put your energy and focus into something, it comes back. And so even our marketing team and who we do, and we push against this idea of like language, like bookkeeping and all that stuff. And, and we focus more on controller and CFO ship. Well, every quarter and every year we have just up ratcheted. So what used to be one line of clients, you know, now we have a lot of late stage seven and middle stage eight figure companies where we, we might've had a lot more early stage sevens in some eights and it, it just keeps growing up. And what's even more interesting, maybe more than just seven and eight figure companies, uh, we start attracting more people who see the value in building their company more than just someone who needs us to be Jesus. Love it. Yeah. And it's because it's a valid point. When, if you look at someone says, I'm going to be your fractional CFO for a thousand dollars a month, you're like, what's going on? How many, how much of that is outsourced? How, how much am I really going to get? But they say, it's, if you say it's three, $4,000 a month, okay, that makes more sense too, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, you know, we claim to offer all four positions, right? The data analyst, the controller, the bookkeeper, and the CFO. There are four core positions in a department run well. Well, if I come to you and say, what's going to cost you a quarter million dollars plus to get a good one of the top of those and then support all those other positions at its highest level, we offer that entire department for you for 7,500 bucks. That's a, an amazing offer. But if I told you we did that for 500 bucks, you'd be like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. That seems like very automated dashboardy stuff. Are you going to be doing anything? Like your alarm bells start to go off. Just like 700 bucks for sneakers sounds weird. So does $10. Yeah. Yep. That's a very, very good point. Um, so, you know, you've had success with raising your prices. Yep. Can you tell me, you know, you don't tell me the specific clients, but clients that how raising and changing their prices has changed their business. Oh, yeah. you can speak to clients of ours and I welcome that. And uh, you, we, one of the uh, quite, you know, sometimes like Quite often, lots of clients of ours start at a middle price point or even a lower price point because they don't know. But once they see the power of us running a full department, one of the number one things that happens around here is upgrades. People upgrading into full controllership or into a CFO is a very regular practice around here. And that's not happening because like they just want to spend more money. It's a value proposition. Like, holy crap. We have people doing real work at real time. And so like the, probably the second revenue generator item from a margin standpoint in our company is the upgrade of adding a CFO service uh, into a company. And by doing this, how, you know, bring it back to marketing. Yep. How does that affect your marketing when you raise your prices, when you do all these things? A good friend of mine, he was my former business partner, you know, Mark and I, we had a a web hosting company. We were killing it. And I think that's when you met me early in the days. And yeah. we were like these internet rock stars. And I, I remember winning an award for like marketer of the year and walking up on Ryan Dice and Perry Belcher's stage. And this was a little bit pre-Roland, but right around the time Roland was going to jump in the whole system. And, and we get this award. And on the way up on the stage, I said, and by the way, this was our second year in a row of winning it. We were like the darlings, right? We were like, everything we touched seemed like it was turning to gold. And I leaned over to Mark and said, wouldn't it be interesting if this entire audience knew that we were more profitable when we were half the size? And we were just 
guns on fire. Margin is so important. And so when you have a little bit more room in price and you're working with a better client, you know, I, I, I'm the chairman and advisor to a health company that we've helped massively grow up. And I always say that if we go out and get more affiliate sales that bring us in no margin, what we've done is we've added all this constraint to the merchant accounts and to customer service and all that. And we've really tightened down the ability for the company to grow effectively because we're choking its cash. That's no different in a service company when the providers are full of work time without margin. So increasing price and, and effectively being able to work with a higher quality client allows you room to not have to be so desperately working with a lower value proposition. That's awesome. It's so important, but we all think of marketing and margin and pricing as separate things, don't we? We do. We do. And there's this funny thing, like, you know, my partner, Chris, love him to pieces. And so thankful he's my business partner, but all the time he serves this like incorrect thinking. And, and, I, and I mean to be openly critical of him here. He always believes that he gives something away free that he later on can add the value charge. It's the wrong thinking of the consumer. It's really hard for someone to go free to pay for something that they think they should get for free. And it's so funny how we think as marketers, how to separate price from the thinking of the consumer. You know, the difference between $40, $400, and $4,000 is the, is the buyer's perception of the value of what they're paying for. And so when you give something away for four cents or charge $40 or charge $400 or charge $4,000, it's a buyer's perspective, not a seller's perspective. And so Chris will say, hey, let's give that away. And then they're going to pay for it down the road. Oh, yeah, why? If you give it to them, why would you expect them to respect the cost of the time if you don't? So what I would challenge us fellow leaders is to be very careful about the mindset you're setting with your consumer by thinking if you give it to them for free, why all of a sudden would they want to pay for it? Very good point. Very good point. And we see a lot of companies doing that. I mean, I see it same on the same side, giving away strategy for free. And then they expect you to just give them strategy forever for free. And that's probably the most valuable thing. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's wisdom, kind of collapsing time, mindset, some of that could be quite intangible, but you know, if you don't value and respect your time, why are you upset if no one else does? Very good point. Very, very good point. So Vinny, uh, this has been awesome. You know, as always, lots of education. Tell us a little bit about working with Fully Accountable. How, who should call you up? How does that happen? Yeah. So we work with seven figure companies, right? We live in e-commerce, tech and digital. It's our world. We speak digital. We have lots of high transactions. You know, if you're somebody who's got that going on and you're, you're kind of limping along and you have this great girl in your office, which we call Mary, and she's expected to do something way above what she's doing. You want to improve your systems for a fraction of the cost with time immediately hitting the ground running with experts hit us up. Just go to wecareatfullyaccountable.com. We created a place to do that. You can sign up for a call. We love looking under the hood of your business and tell you where you sit. You know, that's the world we live in. We're fractional CFOs and controllers. We live it. And those are different titles and different people doing real things. And so we don't go and work anywhere else. We work in that space in an outsourced model in a fractional basis. And now with no offices going on, we're like the talk of the talk. It used to be our number one problem and now it's our number one weapon. And so that's where we are. We love it. You know, there's people we should work with and there's people we shouldn't. And we're just 
fighting the fight to see if we can change 10,000 businesses doubling their profit margin. Awesome. And so if someone contacts you, 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 you do analysis, tell me a little bit about the process once they contact you. Yeah, they, you know, we, 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 we try to make it as, as, you know, remember we're a trusted advisor, someone who knows all the numbers. We get in there, we look under there, we tell you what we think we would do if we were you. And they go through a proposal. Our onboarding process is, I think, amazing for the type of business we are. And within 30 days, whether you're a mess or not, we got full control of helping to really do the day-to-day stuff that an internal department would do. And we bring a ton of resources to the table, brought our own tech to the table. So it's really about the confidence of knowing we're coming in. We're really on your team. We're not like some outside piece of software. We're not some like thing. You, you thrive knowing that we, we, we take up a spot on your team. Yes. And I mean, I can vouch for it. I've worked with Vinny. I know a lot of people that have, you know, he's helped transform businesses and not just Vinny, but the, their entire team. They're great, great people doing great work. Uh, go to, you can click on the show notes. If you're listening to this, if you're watching this on YouTube, we'll have a link down below, uh, to all that and Vinny's books as well. And what's the best way to get in contact with you? Where should we be following you, Mr. Fisher? Uh, you know, I, I've got a social footprint. Our media team's pretty good about that. You can find me at vinnyfisher.com. You can also find me in all the social parts. Like I, I'm probably, my team's the most active in LinkedIn these days. I was real active in Facebook, but I, I don't know, like during all this time, I've really gone internal and less kind of amplified on Facebook. And uh, we can have opinions as to whether or not that's the right or wrong move, but we're very active in, in our LinkedIn environment. Um, and uh, I'm real, I've been real amplified on kind of um, earned media writing and uh, podcasts. And so I'm pretty accessible. You can, I'm, I'm about a click or two away from getting, getting your uh, contact with me. And the best way to reach out to us always, whether you're not sure or not, is just write us an email at wecarefully.accountable.com and we'll get you in the right place if we're not it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, Mr. Fisher. Thanks, buddy. I really appreciate it. I love, I can always talk about marketing stuff. I love what you guys are doing on case stories and the idea of proof behind what you do is so huge. And now that we're entering an age of a we group transparency swing in the marketplace, I think what you're going to do is, is set to explode. And I'm excited that I'm on the front edge of that rocket watching it go. Well, thank you very much, sir. And thank you all for taking Vinny and I on your journey. Make sure to check him out at FullyAccountable.com. And this has been Ian Garlic and the Garlic Marketing Show. Video. You know it will make you an authority. You know it will get you more leads. Better leads that close faster and spend more with you. And video stories will help you be remembered and connect with those perfect clients. The problem is, where do you start? Storycruise.com is the place to go. It's like a film crew with an S. What's your strategy? Do you do it yourself? Do you hire a videographer, an agency? Do you need an editor? How do you know if they really know your business and how to make videos for business that work? The answer to all of this and more can be found at storycruise.com. It is the place to find the latest video marketing strategies, the best gear for your business, as well as videographers, editors, and agencies near you that are trained in video storytelling for business. Go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get special 
insider info for listeners of the Garlic Marketing Show, including special access to several of my courses, including my case story course. Go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get a whole bunch of special offers just for listeners of the Garlic Marketing Show. Whether you're looking for a videographer or to do it yourself, go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get started today. That's it for the Garlic Marketing Show. If you want to get the inside scoop and the latest techniques, make sure to follow Ian Garlic on Facebook. Facebook.